0: Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis,
1: or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today, we have a very special guest with us all the way from New York City. We have a listener by the name of Anthony. Anthony reached out to me on Instagram and said that this podcast was a really great inspiration to him and that he listens. And I thought, what better than to have him on the show? So seven in the morning, my side, 10 in the morning on Anthony's (laughs) side. And we're here, so Anthony, welcome very much to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor, actually. I appreciate oh, my it. pleasure.
1: So, so tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of like w- where you're at right now.
0: Uh, right now, I um, well, first of all, my name's Anthony, as you said. Um, I, uh, I I've had weight issues my whole life. Um, from from my mom likes to say when I started driving, you know I kind of broke free of uh, eating properly, and you know McDonald's and pizza shops became my best friend, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, kind of like that bam meal you were talking about, right? We we go get a slice of pizza and follow it up with a Big Mac, you know. Um, uh, but uh, uh, where I am now is I'm I'm 48. Um, I uh, had some pretty crazy heart. Issues and health issues over the last three years, which I made it through, and uh, I realized I got to get everything under control. Um, and uh, I've been arguing with myself for ten over ten years about bariatric surgery and just scared of it. And uh, your podcast is 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 really one of the main influences. Just hearing your honesty and. And where you are in life, where you were in life and where you are now was very inspirational it kind of it made me walk into my cardiologist and say, "I gotta do this is it okay you know and of course he said, yes you gotta do this and uh, that's it sorry to be so long-winded just cut me off
1: no no never before. that that was amazing yeah. i yeah i I'm so happy to hear that and I'm and really so much happier to hear that you're on a healthier. Track, you, so the fact that you have a cardiologist yes. usually implies that you had a heart attack at some point.
0: Uh, no, it, it, a little bit worse actually. I have cardiomyopathy; it's called, um, where your heart doesn't push the the right amount of blood for your uh, for your uh, body, and uh, ended up having to have a pacemaker slash defibrillator uh, defibrillator installed in my body, in oh my, my uh, chest. Yeah, it was a, it was a scary process. Um, it started about four or five years. Do you want to talk about that or? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: It started like four or five years ago where I I noticed I just wasn't at full strength and, um, I ignored it like any, you know, good person (laughs) Right. and I just kept ignoring it. And finally, um, you know, I went for a checkup. I went to the cardiologist. I had a, you know, just a basic checkup and it turns out my it's called an excretion, excretion fraction, Fraction. Bottom line is my blood was not being pumped out of my heart properly. So it was down. It was, it was lower. I guess everybody somewhere in the fifties, don't quote me on this. I was down in the forties. Okay. Of, of the amount of pressure coming out. Um, later it got down to be a lot lower than that. So I had to lose weight. Um, they didn't know what it was. They went into my veins. They checked all my arteries were wide open. So that wasn't the problem. So, Long story short, we rolled into 20, the end of 2018, um, and and then my major health. I had three major health scares, um, and uh, they were pretty significant. Ended up in the hospital for all three of them, um, and, and told three times that I almost died. Um, I what was were those, close to death. What
1: were those three?
0: The first one was, I was probably, you know, I would hover between 300 and 350 the last 10 years of my life before that I was a heavy 265 280 I actually played hockey at 250 (laughs) all right my ankles didn't appreciate it (laughs) and you're a tall guy right aren't you like six foot I'm I'm just six foot I'm just a tad under six foot everybody (laughs) likes to make fun of me didn't quite get that extra half (laughs) in no I didn't (laughs) but um But yeah, so I played hockey, uh, you know, I had a very active career. I was, I'm a phone, uh, I've been a phone guy for 28 years, meaning uh, business telephone systems. So I ran cables all throughout the city, up into Westchester and everywhere for that matter. Um, So I was up and down the ladder a lot. So when I took a position of where I'm now a manager the weight started coming and kept on coming and kept wow. on coming. So like, I know you have that like 10 year, you know, a 30 year, 300 and, and you did that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Me, buddy. I blew that out in like three years. <laughs> I, I just, I went from like a, a steady hovering around 300 to boom. I'm up in the three eighty land. So, and it wasn't easy. I, I felt it. I couldn't, I was getting, I started getting lethargic more and more and, um, yeah. I have two girls there's a funny story with that too. I have two daughters um, and you know, they want to do stuff on the weekends and I would, the weekend would come around and I would just be out of it and I'd be sleeping and my, my wife would be doing things with them and I'd be on the couch watching like, you know, the food network of all things and uh, <laughs> thinking about what I was going to have for lunch and then thinking about what I was going to have for dinner. That was my life on the weekends. Um, but 2018, we buy a house. Um, we moved, We rented a house for a bunch of years. We bought a house. And uh, I just, we had a, it was a lot of work that had to be done. And I just wasn't motivated. I just thought, man, I'm just lazy. My wife was even saying, what the hell's the matter with you? you, you, you we got to do the basics. We got to do this. <laughs> and here I am. I can't. I'm exhausted. And uh, I started hallucinating in October of 2018. I started seeing things like weird hallucinations like i'm at my desk and my mouse would go from a mouse to like a foot big like a like a balloon and then i <laughs> look at it be like what was that you know what the hell was that or <laughs> <laughs> like weird like these aren't normal hallucinations you know i don't see twinkie the kid coming at me saying you you know wiped out half my family nothing like that it was just like you know Weird things like that, are like I was, I'd be, I always keep a pad next to my desk on my desk, and I write stuff down. and the pen The pen would get bigger and then go back down to a regular pen. Strange, right? So then yeah. I started noticing I can't stay awake. I'm talking to these guys at work. You know, I'll cu- have a couple of them in my office at the time, and we'll go over what you know what the what the project entails, where we're at, when we're going to be done with it, blah blah blah. I'd fall asleep. I'd be talking to you like this, and the next minute, yeah, I, I'd go off and then I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Guys, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry." Everybody started, get, started getting worried. So by the time we yeah. rolled into December, right, I couldn't sleep anymore. okay? I'd sleep an hour, maybe a night. I was yeah. a zombie during the day, um, and uh, I started fainting. I'd be sitting oh on God. the, you might want to edit this out, but I'd be sitting on the toilet and I'd yeah. fall forward. I oh, just no. pass out. Now, all my toes broke, okay, because that's Ooh. your pivot point, right? Think about it. Where are you going to go? And what's your business? I didn't oh. even know. I was so wrecked that I didn't even know. So finally, Christmas, we usually have my whole family over. Um, Christmas Eve, I should say. Well, you know, we're Italian. We celebrate Christmas Eve, not Christmas. <laughs> you know, we have all the fish and everything else that goes with it. Um, and um, I was a zombie. My wife said I was cooking with my eyes closed.
1: Oh my god! So, you know, I had
0: to. Pray. We usually have what twenty five people around there over at the house, twenty five to thirty people. Hmm. And 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 I cooked all this food. And it was all great. Thank you very much. And um, <laughs> it's
1: all muscle and- <laughs> memory at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And and that and I was passing out at the dinner table. I couldn't keep my eyes open. My uncle was my my uncle was. I never saw my no- uncle really nervous. He was nervous. He said, well, "You got what's going on with you?" I said, "I honestly don't know. I can't I can't stay awake." I, I thought it was because I just took on a really big house that I probably couldn't afford, you know, welcome yeah. to America. Right. And, um, you know, leave, don't, you know, just live right out of your means, just right out of your means, yeah. you know, just so you just can't pay all those bills. Just, yeah. Just you,
1: you beyond know? so that you always have to work a
0: little more than you right? should. Yeah. You know, 20 hours of overtime. Okay. I can pay my bill this week. So that's kind of what where I was at. And, um, and crazy. The week between Christmas and Christmas and, and uh, New Year's, it, my wife said a couple of things happened. My, my daughter, who was 16, crashed our car. Okay. Mm. She, and it was all her fault. She, she pulled in front of the freaking BMW <laughs> and the BMW freaking rammed this little Subaru we had and, and it wow. was total. My daughter called me. I was in a car accident and I said, call, call Ann, my, my, Ann and my wife is uh, their stepmother. That's my second one. Yeah. And I said, call Anne Normally Anthony's in the car, calls his police, front, yeah, you know, yeah. get over here and let's, let's, let's see what's going on. And I, just, I laid back in bed. I didn't even move. Now I don't remember any of this. I lost my memory from October to, till I came to in the hospital. Um, so very long story yeah. short very very long story short no
1: this is all very fascinating stuff Again, because so? okay. yeah, i'm trying to figure out i'm like i love all this stuff all the medical thing i watch a ton yeah. of medical shows and stuff okay. and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you uh, a quick sleep apnea story on my end in a minute but I, I i'm the whole time you're talking i'm trying to figure out like what is the end i can't figure it i've never heard anything like this before so i'm so okay so Tell me what, what happened. Okay.
0: All right, so next. So so we roll into New Year's Eve. Okay. I don't want to leave the house, okay? And this is a mm-hmm. normal thing for me now. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to go shopping. I, I just go to work. I was going to work in, uh, the, to be really Italian-American, I was going to work in uh, Adidas sweatpants, you know, like, <laughs> like, like we all wore in the 80s, you know what I mean? Because one, I was so bloated, I couldn't fit in jeans or, or mm-hmm. dress pants. So that's the truth of it. And I was going into work late. I'm the type of guy that's in work early every day. If, if my guys start at nine, I want to be in at seven. That's that's my kind of mentality. You know, that's how I was brought up. Um, I wasn't even getting to work on time. My One of my best friends um, owns the company that I work for. You know, he's starting to talk to my wife. What's going on? What's what's wrong with him? Is he okay? He he's not normal at work. He's not normal at home. So, New Year's Eve, I was out of it. I was completely out of it. And um, I they took the next morning. They took me to the hospital. Ryan uh, came over, and and I was sitting in the bathroom. And I'll never forget my my bedroom door is being banged on. I go what. He goes, it's me. Uh, get out here. I go, okay, let me get dressed. I come out. He goes, we got to go to the hospital. I go, what's the matter? Who's, what What happened? You okay? What's going on? He goes, no, you. I go, no, I'm not going to the hospital. No no friggin' way. He goes, uh, He goes, you're going to the hospital. If I got to knock you over the head and carry you there or call an ambulance and make you get in the hospital, you're going. So we go to the hospital. They think I'm a drug addict. Okay, they say, this Is this guy on something? Does he do drugs? And they both laugh. If you know me, you know I don't even drink alcohol. I, I, I'm the most boring son of a bitch you'll ever meet in your life. Okay, I don't, I don't want to do anything of that. You know, when I was a younger baby, but now, not so much. So they're like, la- No, no, he no. And I'm sitting there, and I'll never forget this. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at in front of me. I'm in the emergency room, yeah. and there's a kid standing in front of me with a red hood on. And I said to the doctor, why is that little boy there? And he goes, what are you talking about? The little boy. And I remember this. This is the only thing I remember in three months that I started losing my mind. I remember the little boy saying to me, come on, let's go for a walk. And I said, I can't get (laughs) off. I'm not allowed to get off the bed. And the doctor says, who are you talking to? I said, why aren't you doing your job? Turn around. You know, I could be a jerk at times. Turn around. What's that little boy doing? My wife is going, Anthony, there's nobody there. I go, you guys are now fucking with me. I want to get out of here. I'm done. (laughs) I'm finished. (laughs) And I don't remember that part. That's my wife telling me that part. I don't remember saying any of that. I just remember, and I still see this kid's face. I still see him. Time to go. So that's when they really said, are you sure this guy is in a closet drug addict? You know, are you sure he's not? he, He seems like he's detoxing. Well, Long story oh. short, so I'm in the hospital, I'm in the emergency room, they admit me. I'm in one room that I I need to be a cool sixty-five degrees at all times. Okay? Yes. Back um, guys yeah. have a temperature that need to yes. or oh, they spoil, right? That's right. So <laughs> I need to be a cool sixty-five at all times. I'm sweating yeah. my ass off. All right. It's like 80 degrees in that room. I'm I'm losing weight left and right. Okay, it's not good. <laughs> it's not healthy. So So I, the nurse says to me, you know, you know, I joke a lot, you know, that I I make a joke out of everything. I'm like, I'm not going to function. I need can you put the AC on or something? They said, we can get you a fan, but we're not supposed to, but I'm going to get you a fan. Okay. They put a box fan in front of me. I'm sitting in those, those hospital chairs that no fat guy is ever comfortable in. And we're, I sit there and I do one of my faints. Okay. I fall forward. Again, I I smash, the, you know, like the you know the Caldor special box fans. That yeah. that is no more. Okay, it's now <laughs> in just two thousand made in China pieces. Okay, across <laughs> the floor. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> apparently I tear my rotator cuff oh. in the process. So now here's a liability to this nurse. She shouldn't have done it. She's all nervous. They strap me down. Now I'm the type oh. of guy that. Don't even hold my hand, please. Just don't I, I need to be I need to be free moving, okay? You know, I, you know, it took me years to learn how to put a seatbelt on and not choke. You know, I'd be like, oh. you know, because I'm being restricted. That's the type of fool I am. So so they strapped me down and I'm like, This can't I don't remember any of this, mind you. This is all off of what nurses and doctors told me. Mm-hmm. I was going into panic. I was panicking. I need to get up. I got to go to the bathroom. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I needed to get up. I know that you know I, I know I was lying. I wasn't eating anything so they one of the night um doctors uh, what are they called um residents the the training doctors
1: oh yeah residents
0: saw me getting irate. I was like, I need to get out of this out of this bed. Mm -hmm. So they put me in a chair and then they strapped me to the chair, apparently with restraints. I broke those restraints. I broke the chair I was sitting on. I smashed it. I said, that's it. I'll sit on this bed. I won't move. Apparently is what I said. Turns out I didn't. They sedated me. They brought a security guard in. They sedated me twice. Now I was not supposed to be sedated because my lungs were filled with fluid. The third time they sedated me, I died. I, I, I collapsed. Oh. My lungs collapsed. My organs started failing. I had to be intubated. I was in a coma. I was in a coma for three wow. days. They wow. told my wife, they told my mother, have whoever loves him come in. He's not going to make it. He's going to die. My skin turned some weird color. Everybody was saying I had a lady outside my door um, taking notes. Apparently they do that when it's near the end. I, oh. I was I was dead. I was pretty much dead. Uh, Ryan calls his father, you know, mm. and his father says, "I want to I want to send my pre my pastor over. I just want to send him over." Um, and and he did. And six hours later, I woke up.
1: Wow! I woke
0: up. I woke up. I and I woke up with a fire. It wasn't like, okay, he came to and let's see how he's, <laughs> I, I woke up my, I woke up to my wife and, and this is my first memory. Like I just took a long nap. I woke up to my wife and my father-in-law. Now my father-in-law lives up in Albany. I live in Brewster, New York. And my, my, my wife's family is from upstate New York. Um, So two hours away. All right. And her her dad only comes south for Giants games. Okay, you know <laughs> that's it. You know everything else. He, he's a man. He worked. He he he's a working guy, and and that's what he wants to do. And when he's not working, he's golfing. So I open my eyes now. There's a tube in my mouth. Right. They wait ten minutes. It was the scariest ten minutes of my life. I'll tell you that. I, I don't know. I didn't know what was going on, and. Doctors come rushing in, you know, the nurses there. I'm in I'm in ICU. I'm on some kind of bed that just keeps on blowing up and going down. I'm like,
1: yeah.
0: I'm, I'm on this awesome joyride that I probably That's would love right. any other day, but not with a tube shoved down my throat. They pull the tube out, the breathing tube out. Yeah. And I feel like I gasped for air for about two minutes, and then boom, I started breathing. The first thing I said first thing that came out of my mouth, I look at my father-in-law, Paul, and I said, this must be bad if you're here. (laughs) That's what I said. And everybody laughed. And I looked at my wife. I said, hello. And she was crying and I said, is it possible to get a chicken parm hero? (laughs) That was the second friggin' thing I said. (laughs) And they're like, it's gonna be a while before you can eat again. I'm like, Oh, okay. I said, can somebody (laughs) tell me what the hell happened? So it turns out what happened was when, when you're a guy of my size, when you sleep at night, you expel a certain amount of – you breathe in a certain amount of oxygen. You let out a certain amount of carbon dioxide. Again, I'm a phone guy. I don't know all this technical stuff. you know no, all this you medical it. You stuff, nailed it. And I wasn't pushing out enough carbon dioxide. So I essentially –
1: you were poisoning yourself.
0: I poisoned myself. Is what happened. I I had carbon dioxide. My daughter, oh. cracked me. The dioxide, dioxide. I no, poisoned right. myself. I poisoned myself, and I almost killed myself because because kids at home, when you don't feel good, go to the doctor, please. Okay. I didn't. I I I almost oh died. Oh god. Yeah. So, I gotta tell you,
1: I <laughs> of all the things I thought this was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I never thought it was gonna be that. That is amazing. That like that's like a medical anomaly. Like that's that should be on they should bring house back for one episode episode? just to do this and for him to go, (laughs) I give up. Forget it,
0: I quit. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I want Steve Sharipa to play me though. That's that's my uh, caveatity. Whoever you, I
1: don't know who that is, but sure
0: <laughs> from The Sopranos. Um, oh oh oh! So uh, uh, so yeah. So bottom line is that then they, so it took a while to get to this point, but they thought I had sleep apnea. I didn't. So every time, every time, I would take a sleep apnea test. Yeah, I would fail. So what they had to end up doing was fludge, fludge the um, sleep apnea test so I can get a, a BiPAP, uh BPAP, BiPAP machine, not a CPAP, but the BiPAP. APAP. I guess it's, what's that? It's an APAP. Okay, APAP. Yeah. Um, bi bi-directional, whatever it is. So so <laughs> it takes my oxygen in and it takes my oxygen out. So, so once I got on that, I started feeling great, right? I could sleep. I never in my life slept more than five hours ever. I was sleeping like a champ. I was going eight hours. I was going <laughs> ten hours on the weekends. I would just, I, I'm going to bed early. I'm going to bed. You know, I'm like, I mean, I'm loving life. My my wife and kids make fun of me. I have a little iPad. I watch Johnny Carson and I go to sleep. I'm stuck in like 1973. So this year I was I born. So it. 1973. So, so that's what I would do and and. But the problem was I wasn't getting better, all right? I lost a little bit of weight, all right? Um, But I wasn't getting better. I was getting worse. I couldn't walk any. My legs were blowing up with fluid. Um, A lot of weird things started going on. We went to Disney World. My family loves Disney World. We go to Disney World, and I couldn't walk. And I thought, now this is October now of 2019. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get. I knew I was in trouble when we got to the airport. I couldn't keep up with my family. Oh, yeah. I had to stop. Now, I was the guy that would grab everybody's bags and say, let's get to the terminal so I can grab something before we get on this goddamn plane. That's what yeah. I that This is that guy. So I grab my kids. I grabbed my bags and I'd haul ass down, the, the you know, until I got to where we needed to be. I couldn't walk. My wife took the bag. I was walking. And I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, what's going on? She's it's the air. It's really hot. And you know, we we flew out of JFK. I think it's really hot in here. It's really hot. I'm like, I can't breathe right. Something ain't right. So we get to we get to Florida. Man, the, the air that hits you in Florida. Yeah. Remember, I'm a sixty five degree kind of man. I step off into ninety five degrees, humid as hell. I couldn't yeah. breathe. It's your asthma because what one thing they told me was I developed allergy uh, asthma due to allergies. Wow! In the I don't know. I never had asthma in my life. It wasn't. I was in heart failure, is what it was. So, um, <laughs> I walked around Disney. I ended up having to get the the cart. I met one of the most humiliating times of my life was I met up with a an old coworker, an older guy. Um, that I I love to death. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, I want to say he's like an uncle to me. He's, he's such a good man. And, um, I had to pull up to him in a, in a damn cart because I couldn't walk. And Uh, I walked around, he's an older gentleman. Um, probably, I would say late 60s. I'm not good with years, uh, early seventies. And he was walking next to, you know, at the time I was 46, 47 year old fat guy that couldn't walk. It was humiliating. And um, when we came back from, here we are at the holidays again, right? We come back and I just don't have the energy. I get through the holidays again. Sure enough, New Year's, a couple of days after, I can't breathe. I'm gasping for air. I'm coughing. I feel like I have a flu. Um some people are saying I got, I was one of the first guys with corona actually. <laughs> <And> my <laughs> wife was like, "You sure you didn't have corona?" I'm like, "Wouldn't you all have it if I had it?" I don't know. But um uh I go to see my primary care doctor and he looks at my legs and I have fluid all the way up to my knees. All right. I'm now at the heaviest I ever was, 420 something pounds. Okay. Wow. Um my stomach is humongous um everything is disgusting disgustingly just i i was bloated is what i was i wasn't fat i was bloated all right i get to the emergency room he says you go right to the emergency room i go to the emergency room um they do an ekg something's wrong they don't tell me what it is they do a echocardiogram something's really wrong because here comes a cardiologist (laughs) you have to go down to westchester medical you have to have a pacemaker put in. Now, I was told this five years ago, I got it, we have to figure out what's going on with my heart. I'm not pushing, you know, I like, start losing weight. Maybe they suggested a, a defibrillator because, you know, I guess the number one cause at the time for men were was heart disease, you know, heart failure and stuff. Yeah. If anything, it's a get out of jail free. You know, I, I die, it pumps me back into the world again, right? Right. I didn't want anything to do with that. I didn't want that. We I I, I didn't want it. I, I I want to function on my own. I'm that type of guy. That I wanted so let I me, want
1: help. Let, let me delve into this a little bit because this is this has been a, a mentality that I've had the vast majority of my life. The surgery has changed that immensely for me. And another person that I talked to that I also interviewed that she said the same thing that she was just like, no, 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 no. And then one day something happened to her and she was like, what if I just said maybe instead of no? Not yes, but just maybe and then hear them out. So what is that in you that makes you feel like you have to do everything yourself? But before we get into that, let's hear something from our sponsor over at anchor.fm.
0: My therapist will tell me it goes back to my childhood. You know, everything goes everything, back there.
1: Everything goes back.
0: Everything goes back. You know, uh, my stepfather was a hardworking guy. We, we didn't see eye to eye at all. Um, <laughs> we, we were <laughs> long, very long story short. We did not get along. Um, but the one thing I learned from him was work ethic. The guy went to work every day. If he was sick, he went to work. I got that from my uncles. I got that from my mom. And you don't you don't take help from people. You do everything. You earn it all. You do it all on your own, yeah. right? And and that was that's the mentality that I grew up in. And and I didn't want to admit uh, when it comes to the heart. I didn't want to admit I needed a pacemaker. I didn't. Yeah. When it comes to weight loss, I'm not going to be a quitter. I'm not saying other people are, but to me, if I go get the surgery, in my mind, I'm a quitter. I'm not doing this. Shame on me! I'm not doing this on my own. That's my mentality. Yeah, it's Right. a lot of Stop people's Eat a salad, right? How many times have I heard in my head, "Eat a salad, you'll be fine." Go for right. a, go for a jog, you'll be fine. Guess what? That's not the case. You know, it really isn't. Yeah, you know, it's your mind. It's your mind that makes us this way, in my opinion. You it know? really
1: is. That's why the mental health of it all is kind of where I was getting to with this. And I'm glad you brought it up. The The mental health part, the having a therapist part, which I love therapy. I've been in therapy for years. Um, uh, I just changed my insurance, so I need to get a new therapist. But I, I'm going to call him first thing on uh, Tuesday morning to make sure that I can get an appointment with him. I love therapy. Yeah. I still call him shrinks. But yeah, I love I therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I go, I love therapy. My yeah. shrink is this and they're like, Why do you call him a shrink? I'm like, I yeah. he's a head shrinker. I don't know what to tell you. He makes That's what we are. The way I look at it is like he takes my problems and he shrinks them down into little bite-sized <laughs> issues and then I go, Oh, I could eat that. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty fun. I love it. And I think it's the it's probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself is is to continuously go to therapy and and have my ideas and like, I mean, I like a, I like a good therapist. I've had crummy therapists, like real shitholes that were like, Oh, I'm not going to charge you. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to deal with this terrible fucking mm-hmm. therapist that just needs to get all this like misogyny out on me. Okay. But it's something that's so important. And it's something that really helps you kind of deal with life's kind of back and forth and imbalance in a way that kind of puts it all in focus for you. Yeah.
0: It, like they it, don't solve it. No, they help you figure it out. Yeah. Or be able to tolerate your, you know, what's going that's, on. Oh,
1: that's exactly it. You know? It's like, if you got seasick and you were like, yeah. I don't understand what's happening. And the therapist isn't going to make the boat stop rocking. The therapist yeah. is going to explain to you why the boat rocks. And then you're going to go, now I understand. And then here's mm-hmm. some tools to help you. And now I get that, and then I'm not seasick anymore.
0: Exactly. That's, and that's. I am so lucky with the therapist that I found. I found her 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now, when I was getting divorced. I needed help. I couldn't wrap my head around getting divorced. And uh, and I met her. And uh, and the first person I met, this might be a little rude, but I was talking to this this guy, and I said, this ain't working. I can't talk to you. I'm sorry. I said, don't take it the wrong way. I, I can't talk to a lot of people, but I really can't talk to you. And he goes, no, it's all a relationship. And I said, okay, have a nice day. And I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. I then went to this lady, Paula, and, and I, she's just an awesome lady. And uh, she helped me through my divorce to be able to handle it. And then uh, I, just recently, as in a year ago, I, want, I couldn't handle the pacemaker having it in. I, I thought I was going to die. Um, I I thought, you know, my life's over, uh, you know, blah, 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 all this, all this stuff goes through your head. And I, I guess there's some kind of PTSD that happens with people that have implants that are literally keeping them alive. And, I, and, and I learned how to deal with it. Thank God. Thanks for, thanks to Paul. She helped me day to day. I mean, there wasn't a minute of the day that I wasn't thinking, is this, is this it, you know? And, uh, it took a while, but I got there. Uh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. I feel like the bionic man in there now. I'm okay. I'm good. I can handle it, you know? And uh, so, yeah, therapy is really, really key to, to keeping me afloat. I'll tell you that. It definitely is.
1: And you've, you've cleared your uh, potential bariatric surgery with your cardiologist with relation to The pacemaker as well, right?
0: Yes. He told that he was the one telling me to do it. He said you're not gonna lose this weight on your own. Um after I had the pacemaker put in, um I in the hospital I lost forty five pounds in three days from all that liquid that poured on um or poured into my body. And then uh over the next couple of months I lost another sixty five pounds of just eating right. And, man, I was on top of the world. I got down to almost 302, and I was ecstatic. I was like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) I haven't been this – can you imagine saying I'm 300 pounds? I can't believe I'm this skinny. You know, it's like half – 95% of the world will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Like that's three of my family members combined, son. (laughs) You know? So – I was on top of the world. I was fitting clothes I haven't worn in years. My guitars felt better on me. You know, I don't no longer have to get the extended strap on my guitar. I was, I was on top of the world. And, uh, and then, and so, so we're kind of jumping ahead, but what happened in Easter, so April of 2020, after I just had the pacemaker put in in January, um, Mm -hmm. I had, uh, is that a cat just walked by yeah, just
1: <laughs> my That's cat's funny. giant fluffy tail That's funny. Just made um, a
0: cameo. <laughs> hello um so what happened then was i'm at home depot on the day before easter getting wood i was making something for my deck and uh i couldn't walk anymore and i felt like i had to go to the bathroom and i was in more easily the most pain i've ever been in my life and uh I I started getting shaky. My hands were shaking. Everything was, I couldn't, I couldn't function. I was, so what did I do? I got in my car and drove home, (laughs) right? Instead of stopping. So I go home. I'm like, let me sleep this off. I'm all right. I'm laying down. I can't lay down. I sit up. I can't sit up. My wife does one of these teledoc things. He said, you're one of two things. You're either having an issue in your intestines or you're having a heart attack. Either way, you need to get to the doctor. But <laughs> like, cool, all right, more good friggin' news. Now, this is just that when the pandemic was getting nuts, right? Remember, the, our great president was saying, it'll be over by Easter. Well, guess what, dummy, <laughs> it wasn't. But <laughs> so, <laughs> no politics. But uh <laughs> No politics, <laughs> no sorry. But um, uh, so, long story short, I get to the emergency room. My wife can't come in because, you know, it's COVID. So I walk in, I'm the only one in the emergency room, and you have to sign in. I I have a mask on, right? I have to sign in. I cannot sign my name. My hand is shaking so bad. I can't control the pen. She's like, it's okay. Just sit down. I turn around. Thank God I turn around for this woman. And I projectile vomit. Do you remember Stand By Me? Do you remember Stand By Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. I was that kid. The only difference was I had a mask on. So imagine oh, what happened. Oh, no. All back on me. All oh. back on me. And anybody knows me knows I'm a germaphobe. I went into panic. I oh. started. If I wasn't shaking, I was really shaking. So next thing I know, here comes the team. Boom. They grab me. They throw me on this gurney thing. I get wheeled in. And, and they're trying, I'm, I've never needed pain medication in my life. Know, a lot of things have happened to me and I never wow. took pain medication. I was saying, can you give me something? Cause I'm in a lot of pain. So I took yeah. all my clothes off and I, and they're like, what do you want? The lady goes, I'll never forget this. The lady goes, what do you want me to do? It Throw it out. I'm, you ain't watching this stuff out of it. Just throw it out. Not, this isn't designer sweatpants. honey. I'm fine. I'll get another pair. So, so, um, Uh, they do a COVID test. Um, and within 20 minutes I was on the operating table. Um, a a surgeon comes in, he sees my belly button. He goes, you you need to be operated on right now. I'm like, Oh, good. Great. So for your belly button. Oh yeah. This is another good one. This is another kids go to the doctor when you're sick. Okay. (laughs) Um, hit the rewind button. Okay. Fifteen years, twenty thirteen, whenever that was, on on Friday the thirteenth, I got into a head-on collision. All mm. right. Broke my foot. But the one thing that happened was my belly button changed. <laughs> I was I'm always an inny. Fat guys are yeah. always innies, right? My belly button hole kind of like took on like a weird kind of shape. Huh. And what did I do? I ignored it.
1: Ignored right? it.
0: Yeah. Of I course. ignored it. My uncle had the same problem. <laughs> he had to have like a mesh put in or something. I'm like, Yeah, oh, wow. I don't need it. I got mesh. I got all this padding. I'm fine. <laughs> Bottom line is <laughs> when you have a herniated belly button, I guess there's a hole there somewhere. My oh. intestines went into the hole and <sighs> twisted, cut itself off and died. Okay? Oh. Seems like a normal thing, right? Bottom line here is I start I went into septic shock. Yes. So that was what all the shaking was and the vomiting. When I said to the doctor, I was like, that was gotta be the worst pain. I couldn't even function. I was I was puking, I was shaking. He goes, You weren't shaking because of the pain. I go, Oh yes, I was. Like I'm a know it all. He goes, Oh no, you weren't. You were in septic shock. I go, What what's that? He goes, You don't know what septic shock is? I said no, he goes, well, you said it's like me if on- your body
1: shit inside <laughs> your own body. That's what septic shock is. You know what a septic go tank
0: team- is? It's yeah. that inside you. Go team, right? Way to go. Let's <laughs> test the boundaries of life. What the hell, right? So so he said, while you were on the operating table, He said, can we do this after Easter? I said this while I was already medicated. And he goes, no. He said, if we waited any longer, you would have died. And I go, this is the third time I heard this in two years. You almost (laughs) died. I said, I said, God clearly does not want me up there for some reason. And the devil wants nothing to do with me, apparently. So here I am, you know? So, yeah. So that was, that was like the story of my medical mess for the last three years. That was all of it. And, um, that's I'll tell amazing. you, amazing. I'll tell you the honest truth. I still didn't want to get bariatric surgery, even after I started putting all my weight back on after the stomach incident. All right, I sure. went from like three—I think I was like three hundred two or three hundred five. I uh, jumped up to three hundred fifty in within a month, <laughs> and then from there, I went on an eating binge. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and then from, from, there, there, from there, from there, yeah, yeah, right, and then boom. I gained all my weight back, um, and then um, and then I got sluggish. It all came back on hard. You know, it's not like putting all that weight on over years; it was months. And then uh, and then I and then somewhere around I, I don't remember the month, my wife told me that she's pregnant, and I said, "Is it mine?" <laughs>
1: That's romantic. What's the number
0: one thing to say? And she was obviously, I was joking. What's the one, number one thing not to say to your wife when she tells you you're pregnant? <laughs> Is it mine? <laughs> but, but no, it was all a joke, obviously. I knew it was mine. And uh, that's when I said, I'm not going to be able to bend down to pick this kid up off the ground. No. You know, I'm not going to be able to get off the couch. I'm having a hard enough time right now getting off the couch. What's going to happen when I get a 10-pound baby? If it's my kid, that kid's going to be 50 pounds in two weeks. What, <laughs> what am I going to do? How do I get off the couch, right? So, and that's when I started thinking about it and thinking about it. So, I'm the type of guy that researches everything. I started yeah. looking. Okay, the bariatric surgery seems like a scary thing to do. Nobody, I started going, I always listen to like Joe Rogan podcasts and stuff like that. I said, let me get to the yeah. podcast world and see nobody's talking about it you know and and if they are they're talking about it from a doctor's point of view i'm like what the hell do i care about a 120 pound (laughs) doctor that says you know this is a great (laughs) shut up just shut up you you don't you never walked into mcdonald's and wasn't able to sit down with your kids because you can't fit in Uh, those goddamn chairs
1: yeah or yeah
0: you didn't end up on a on a ride in disney world and had to get off because you can't fit in it you know, fitting a ride, right? Oh no! How, how does a doctor? How can a doctor tell me? You know that that was my point of view. I don't want to hear from a doctor about a surgery. I'm going to cut my yeah. stomach open and and pull out eighty percent of my stomach. I want to hear from somebody that did it. And that's kind of like that's when I saw your podcast. It was the beginning. Like you had like some kind of trailer. Of, this is what I'm going to talk about. So I had to yeah. wait for it to come up, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, wait for you to post it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I got to hear what this guy has to say. And then your first, your first episode was amazing. I, I loved it. And that's when I wrote you. And I was like, wow, I'm, I love that you're doing this. You, and once I heard that I talked to my therapist, I go to my therapist on Saturdays usually And I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to make an appointment with a cardiologist before I get crazy. I want to know my heart can handle this. He said, I've been telling you to do this for a year now. Go do it here. Go see this doctor. Okay. I made an appointment that week. By the time your second, your second show came on, you, you, you put them out on Tuesdays. Um, Mm -hmm. I was already had an appointment to, to, with the, uh, with the, um, surgeon. So, that's amazing there, there there it is man there's my there's my four years my three last three years in a nutshell that's
1: amazing and you said something when you mentioned that you have two girls and you said there's a funny story there what well, what's the funny story with the the fact that you have two girls
0: so I have a 19 year old all right Sarah uh-huh. she she's in uh uh down in University of Delaware she just finished her first year oh, I have nice. a 16 year old um Emma. And she's um, going to be a senior in high school. Uh, now I have a, a newborn baby, AJ. Yes, very original. Aww. Anthony Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of inherited another daughter. Um, my my uh, youngest daughter, Emma's best friend, uh, had some uh, family uh, troubles. And she's living mm-hmm. with us now. So I have three teen- teenage girls in my house right now. I have AJ, brand new baby, who's the coolest kid. He loves music. So we sit down. I'll play Al Miola, I'll play Iron Maiden. I'll play Stevie Ray Vaughn. <laughs> I listen to everything. This kid reacts. When I played Eruption for him for the first time, when I played Eddie Van Halen playing Eruption, I don't want to say I'm sitting there, you know, doing that stuff, but his eyes went kaboom. He was like, yeah. what is this, you know? And I was like, "Wow, this kid is actually gonna like music. I'm, I really love it." And uh, so, I got my mother in law lo- my mother who lives in my basement. I built a nice big uh, apartment for her downstairs, and and so I'm I'm surrounded by an awful lot of women. I'm, I'm a I woman that- overload.
1: I love that you have this passion for guitars, and I'm a musician myself, and I'm I'm a drummer, and I think if I was going to like try to bring the passion of drums to somebody. I would play Carter Buford from Dave Matthews to them. I would play yeah. hot for teacher. And then I would find a yeah. clip that sounded like a motorcycle revving its engine. And then I would go tell yeah. me which
0: is which. Yeah. Yeah. What is, you this, can't. What is noise? Right. You can't Cause, tell the difference. Alex.
1: Yeah. That drummer, yeah. that's a, What's his name? Anthony.
0: Alex Van Halen. Yeah.
1: Alex. Alex Van. Halen.
0: Alex. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's incredible, you know. And Mickey Hart yeah. from uh, from the Grateful Dead, Dead. and My
0: you know, favorite I just, Bonham from Zeppelin. Yeah. I like.
1: I like. Uh, yeah. I like John Bonham. I mean, he did the whole four, four sticks song where he literally played with two sticks in each hand, and yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, but I, still, I, I, this is one of those things that that people kind of argue about but people don't really argue in for the right reasons in my opinion. But <laughs> people talk a lot of shit about Ringo Starr. Here's the thing, Ringo is not a the he's not a fancy stick tossing guy. He just needs to keep that 4/4 rhythm so everyone else can do their fucking jobs.
0: Yeah. He's, his... the, he's the epitome of what a drummer should be. He controls the band. Yes. Yeah. That's what right. a, that's what a drummer is. They they control the band, the tempo is them.
1: Yeah, you know, he yeah, should know. be. You're right. He he's. I think the the epitome of a session drummer to me is Ringo. Is just go oh, yeah. in there, do your job, and then leave. You don't got to do all the extra shit. Did you know Paul McCartney can't read music? Yeah, yeah. I had no fucking clue. I love the it. Guy plays bass and piano, and piano. then he's like,
0: not
1: Anything. a clue. Don't know. I just got to listen to it again, and then I got to remember it.
0: Yeah, that's what he, he actually, him and like Steve Ray Vaughn are the two guys that, that that made it okay for me in my head not to continue guitar lessons. My mother made me take guitar lessons because I, <laughs> I wanted a Fender Stratocaster like Clapton at the time and Dave Murray of Iron Maiden. My music tastes are all over the planet. So I needed a guitar that looked just like Clapton and, and Dave Murray of Iron Maiden. And I had to take lessons for a year to prove that I was actually going to stick with it so I can get a guitar. Once I got that guitar, (laughs) I I quit lessons and I just went to town, you
1: know? I love it. I mean, just hearing like Thunderstruck, I remember listening to Thunderstruck (laughs) by ACDC. And then Uh that whole, that part, the beginning of that, the little, 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 I'm listening to that and I'm, I, you know, the drums are so epic and everything they do is so amazing. And I'm, I listened to that song the first time and I felt bad for him. <laughs> I was like because I was like, this poor guy is just stuck on these four fucking notes, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just three frets <laughs> and four notes, and he's just for like yeah. it's seven minute fucking song, that's all he gets to do is did little little my friend showed me how to do it. You don't even strum the goddamn string. It's all hammers. It's all long <laughs>
0: that's all it is man you turn you turn your martial amp to about eight and a half and and you just (laughs) do that i have to hold the other strings when i play that i i remember that came out i think i was in 11th grade all right and and i learned that immediately i needed to know what that was you know and (laughs) and i learned that in any band practice the first thing that would come out of my 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 hand was that and everybody would be like it was cool the first 72 times don't play it again you know you know now it's all i love it i love
1: it so so now you're at a spot where you've cleared everything you're kind of on track to move forward do you have Mm -hmm. a a date or a month or
0: i have the clearance for august um that's
1: wow that's next month
0: yeah yeah my insurance um, does not require me to lose weight. It requires me to maintain my weight, don't gain weight. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm having a tough time dieting right now. You know, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. There's times when you can get on that diet train, man. I'm going to have a salad for lunch. I'm going to have a shake for breakfast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything right, and then I normally mess up around the weekends. But uh, that right. always allows me to lose weight. Um I'm having a tough time even dieting right now. I'm in my mind is spinning so much that you know I'm making sure I'm not gaining weight, but I'm not doing a good job. I I'll be hundred percent honest. Right now, I'm not doing a good job at dieting. So I know once we get to that that liquid diet thing that we have to do before the actual yeah. you know the operation, I'm 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 in for something. Do you know, <laughs> know how long
1: how long you have to do that for?
0: I think it was two weeks. I, I'm, I'm about to find out. I think the seventh is um, my next um, nutritional meeting. So talk, I'm to them, them.
1: talk to them about because mine, when I did it through Kaiser, I also didn't have to lose weight. I also okay. didn't have to maintain my weight. They were just like, we'll do the surgery regardless. But if you could try to lose some weight, that would be great. Mm-hmm. And my liquid fast was one day. Really? Yeah. And a lot of the people on the Facebook forums are like, I had to do it for two weeks. I had to do it for a week. How did you guys get through it? And I never fucking mentioned it ever at all, ever. Not. I don't even think on this podcast I mentioned it because oh. I'm kind of embarrassed that I only had to do one day. And even that one day, I couldn't even stick it out the whole day. I ended up getting like a gorilla shake from... Uh-huh. Like, one of these, like, Jamba Juice type places that had, okay. like, 1,200 fucking calories and, like, 50 <laughs> grams of sugar. But I was like, it's liquid, and that's my loophole, so go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: So, I yeah, so I had that. It was fantastic, by the way. Yeah. It. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. But, I mean, that kind of stuff, like, it doesn't just have to be, like, waters and, and, like, celery juice and shit like that. I mean, you could do, like, okay. an actual juice cleanse. Um, oh, okay. I know there's a, there's a company called pressed juicery. They should be a sponsor. They're fantastic. And they have all these different packages uh, mm-hmm. for juice cleanses. You're never hungry. You're, you're just okay. like taking it. If anything, you're running behind. You're like, cool. oh, oh shit. Okay. I got okay. to gonna drink this next one before the other one. And then I got to do oh, this. other okay. thing. So well, yeah. But talk to yeah. them about it to see if there's a, if there's a, maybe a one or three day <laughs> option for you yeah, yeah. instead of seven days. Yeah
0: yeah i'll I'll know this week, so we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm honest with them too. How are you doing? The first month I was rocking it, I was doing good. you know, yeah. I'm supposed to have twenty grams of protein with each meal, a half a cup of carbohydrates, a tablespoon of fat. I'm like, I don't do this stuff, man. It's like <laughs> come on, you know and and it's I, I got the shake down pretty good all right yeah. I, I found a, a protein shake that I liked it's like Premier or something.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I do. I do the yeah, the yeah. cafe latte. It has a yeah. little caffeine. I
0: like. There you go. I like the strawberry one. I, I just. I, I'm not a shake guy. You know, I'm not. I'm not even a vanilla milkshake guy. I'm not. I just. I'm not. I'm not a sweet guy in general. So, so you know, make a meatloaf flavored shake for Christ's sake. <laughs> How about that? How about Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> shake? I'll have that. You know, I mean, it's like. For somebody that doesn't eat ice cream, it's you're in a tough spot when you're having shakes, you know? Give me a chicken parm shake. I'll throw that down all day.
1: I love so, that. You're such you know? a you are really like a savory guy.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'll eat anything if you put garlic in it. Maybe maybe <laughs> I just need to drop some garlic in that strawberry shake. Maybe I'll have that all day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: know. You know. Garlic press juicery. That's where you need to go. Oh,
0: oh baby. That's your
1: please. that's your jam.
0: Oh baby, I had garlic jam once. Oh my god, you ever <laughs> have garlic jam? Are you serious? It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't even sound right coming out of your mouth. But if you have a <laughs> chance to have garlic jam, put that on a little like Italian bread. Well, well we we're not going to be able to do that, you know. But but my god, let me tell you something. You haven't
1: lived. I'll
0: tell you something honestly.
1: I like last night was mm-hmm. like a whole new experience for me. We went out to this wine bar local. Some of our friends were playing music there. So we went to go see them. And I haven't had alcohol in like a year. I don't drink hardly ever. If ever, I just do. It's never been my jam, right? Food's my drug. I don't do other drugs. That's my whole thing. So I'm like, I don't even really like wine that much. I was like, let's get, let's do a flight. You know, let's just try some different wines and see what happens. So I tried four different types of wines. I found the one that I like the best. And I'm going to order that the next time we go there. And they also had a little charcuterie. And I mean little. It was like two pieces of provolone wrapped in cheese. uh, Like like four slices of like Genoa salami with black pepper on the rim. And then like a strawberry cut in half, six grapes, and like two slices of cheese or whatever. Uh And then a ton of crackers. Nice And... I'm not supposed to have carbs, really. I can have, like, a piece of bread a day now until, like, I hit my one year and then I can actually start having, like, a little bit more carbs, more balanced. But I had, like, maybe four or five crackers last night. But I went into my old, what I call BS Nema before surgery Nema, Mm -hmm. And I went into my old BS habit of, like, I'm going to eat this until it's done. This is like a a family trait on my father's side. It's yeah. like you're not my, my uncle always says he has a friend that was like he didn't do drugs until he was high. He did drugs until they were done or he drank <laughs> booze until it was done. Yeah. That's how yeah. I ate food. I ate until it was done, not exactly. until I was I was full before we started eating. I was full <laughs> when we left the house. There's nothing to do with full. Uh, There's still I food know. here. So I, uh, I'm probably hitting my fourth cracker and my wife gives me the slow down two hands. The two, two hands. hand palm down. Yeah, little, uh-huh. hey, buddy. Hey, like almost like you're trying to <laughs> relax a dog. Hey, hey there. Hey, bud. Hey, you okay? Down.
0: Settle down. Hey,
1: you all right? Yeah. And I was like, good. Thank you for that. I needed that. And then I ate one good. more cracker and then I pushed the fucking thing away. Good. But, like, we can get there again. You, I promise good. you, Anthony, you will be good. able to have a chicken parm. The wow. difference is you won't be able to house it the way you're eating it now.
0: Okay. All like, right, you can
1: have a quarter of a the front end of that chicken parm with, good like, a parm. little bit of thing. And then you'll have that. And then, you know, in 30 minutes, then you can have a glass of wine. And then yeah. you're you don't drink. So no. you could uh, have another bite and then that's yeah. it. And then that's oh, it. And then you have leftovers for like three days.
0: That's perfect. That
1: that works. Yeah. So it's not so much a sacrifice of all the things. It's just a sacrifice of how we consume those things. And I just yeah. had a, a conversation with my nutritionist where she told me, um, she's like, have you had sugar? And I was like, yeah, I had like a little bit of, like peanut butter that has sugar in it, a little bit of chocolate, like a bite or two. And I haven't gotten sick. And she's like, yeah, you're not going to get dumping syndrome with the sugar. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's terrible because I've been banking my whole staying away from sugars based on the fear of dumping. dumping. Okay. And I don't, if I don't have that fear, she's like, "Well, just find a different fear. That's like, You don't want to get to three hundred again, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that'll be that's fearful enough. I could get there.
0: Okay. Um, the whole dumping syndrome.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't know what it was until you mentioned it, and um, I I also joined on Facebook the uh, the bariatric for men again on your suggestion, (laughs) and uh, I love that. I love that site. I love I love people talking the way I talk you know what yeah. i mean yeah one guy said i just wanted dr pepper and he goes well one other guy goes well if you want to shit yourself and puke for you know three hours go enjoy that dr pepper dumbass and i'm like i love these guys who is this you know so like i think the way i have to look at it is this i got here because of you know you go to an italian restaurant or even a mexican restaurant right what do they put down in front of you italian restaurant you get bread and uh and uh Butter. Butter. Yeah. I could get two I could put two loaves of bread in my down my throat before they come back with the coke. You know, yeah. with the drink or whatever you're drinking, iced tea, whatever you drink. Um Mexican restaurant, I, I just can take that bucket that that basket that comes with all those uh chips and I yeah. can just, you know, goodbye. They're gone, you know, before yeah. the drink order comes. And I don't want to go back to that guy. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. be that guy. I, I, I in Manhattan a lot, right. And, um, all over the city. And, and if you have a food problem, don't go to New York, don't go to, don't go to Manhattan. <laughs> Everywhere you turn is what you want. And on the next block, it's even better. And then on the next block, you know what I mean? I mean, I had uh, one day I, I, I got to find it cause I don't remember the number, but I think my calorie intake on a normal day in Manhattan was like over 3000 calories. And that's before I pulled out of the city. You know, yeah. I'd have like a buttered, a buttered egg roll. They're called in New York. Every street corner has a, a stand where you can get a coffee, a, a Danish stuff like that. Yeah. I never liked Danish. I never liked the, like the donuts and stuff, but there's, there's this egg roll. It's called, it's kind of like an egg bagel, but it's a, it's a beautiful fluffy roll. <laughs> Just <laughs> and they're not they're not normal portions around the world. You know, a normal roll is about fits in your hand. But those they're mm-hmm. these long, oblonged, about the size of a normal, you know, uh, you know, like a meatloaf almost yeah. Just slabbed on with like, you know, a pound of butter. I get one of those in a chocolate milk, you know, or a, or an apple <laughs> juice. No, apple juice is what I would get. And that was my drive-in, right? That was my getting to where I need to be. That's your start. That's, All right? That, my first. That's where challenge. you start the day. Dude, that's number one. That's where I start. <laughs> if I was downtown, I'd go to a place called Essa Bagel. It's the, one of the most famous bagel shops. You, 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 I mean, Their bagels are – oh, my God. Don't even get me started, right? <laughs> bagel or cream cheese. You're talking a thousand calories right there, right? I don't, I don't even know, but I mean, the bagel is literally <laughs> that big. It's like the size of a big me- it, it's twice the size of a big mess, right? Then if I'm in a rush, I'll just have three hot dogs with mustard and sauerkraut and a kiddish, right? and, and a <laughs> in like a dish, right? If I'm in a rush, you know, if I got to get to that next job, if I could take my time, well, what's here? Why don't I go get three slices of pizza? Why don't I go, you know, now that's lunch, right? Well, you're going to get hungry again around 2 o'clock, right? Why not go get a pretzel? Okay? I don't know if you've seen a New York pretzel, but they're that big, okay? Yeah. I'll get a New York pretzel with another, you know, whatever. I'm getting sluggish. Let me have a Pepsi, you know? I'll have a Pepsi with that. What the hell? I'll have a can. I don't want a bottle. I'll take a can. I'm trying to lose weight. All right? (laughs) On the way out, it doesn't matter what time of day it is, I had a stop in Harlem, one of two spots either White Castle or Patsy's Pizza, all right? Patsy's Pizza is the best pizza. I don't care what anybody says. It's the best pizza <laughs> in the land, okay? And they didn't se- they didn't serve slices because they're very thin crust. So you had to buy a pie. That was my justification. Yeah. You have to buy a pie. You have to. It's the rule. It's what it is, man. <laughs> <clears throat> my traffic on the Deegan going past Yankee Stadium was always a bitch. And I was done with that pie by the time I got to Yankee Stadium, which is about 15 minutes away. Then I'd have to get home for dinner because I'd have to go <laughs> home on time for All right. So that was a normal New York day for me. Wow. And, and when my doctor, my doctor asked me a funny question, how are you with hunger pain? I said, <laughs> what is that?
1: Yeah, I've I'm never, no
0: fucking I don't, I've never been hungry in my life. What yeah. the hell are you talking about? You know, well, you never felt that burning in your stomach? No, no. Only when I have really hot sauce at the Mexican restaurant. It's yeah. the only <laughs> time I really feel that. So yeah, yeah tomatoes so feeling, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I usually, whenever I'm having tomatoes, I, there's a lot of bread with it, so it cancels it out. But uh, I mean, you're talking to somebody that is a eating machine. And, and I have to get that under wraps. I have to control that, you know? Yeah, and, That was and absolutely why,
1: my mentality.
0: Yeah. And my thought is I can't think about going back to having a little piece of chicken parm. I got to yeah, yeah. find new food. I have to, Yeah, I got to go down the right path. I can't, if I want to make it, you know, Part of this cardiomyopathy is if you Google it, it's a scary, frightening thing. Some people only live 10 years, five years. Oh my gosh. I have a different version of it. There's like a hundred different versions of it. That's why doctors always say, don't, 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 don't do your own research on this. please. <laughs> you know, cause I thought I was dead, but he said with this, if I lose weight, I can, I can live a full life, which is awesome. Oh, that's but amazing. That's a, and that's what, that is what made me say, we got to do this. Yeah, You know, I have to do this. I, I have a newborn and I, I need to be there for at least 20 years. You know, I, I got to get him out of high school, you know, get him into <laughs> college. That's it. And then my job's over. And then he can go figure life out on his own, you know.
1: <laughs> and by then wow. you can retire.
0: Yeah, right. And then you have a whole
1: new <laughs> life you got to look forward to.
0: Yeah, right. Imagine that. Retiring. Forget. Oh, I'm 48. Man. I'm 48 with a newborn. I'm not retiring. <laughs> It's not happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless we start a band, you and I, and we hit it big, you know. Let's start a boy band, you know.
1: <laughs> that's perfect.
0: You know, but um, I love yeah. it. So, so that's I'm, that,
1: man. I'm so proud of you for for making the steps and doing the work and and all that stuff. I I I remember I had a conversation with my friends, and and one of my friends was like, "What's your worst day?" Like, that was your average day. But she was oh, like, yeah. what's your worst day? And I was like, there's yeah. like a breakfast burrito place over here that I go. And the burritos are the size of your forearm. And then uh-huh. then there's like, if you go to Starbucks in the wintertime, they have the Cranberry Bliss Bar. So I get three of those. One to eat on the way to work. And then two to keep in the fridge at work. And then eat uh-huh. in the middle of the day. And then I get like a the biggest, sugariest drink. And then for uh-huh. lunch, I'll have... like. I went and about halfway through my other friend that was listening was like, how, (laughs) how do you eat that? Uh And I was like, before I could say anything, my friend Mickey said, she turned to him and she was like, I asked him about his worst day. This isn't like, what's your Monday look like? (laughs) Yeah. And that to me was eye opening because I'd never put it on paper before. I'd never like spoken to it to anyone but me. So right. hearing that shit out loud, I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?"
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But and it's I mean, mindless is the funny thing.
1: It is. Oh, you it's know. totally mindless. mindless, and and the, mindless. hardly any joy out of it. I mean, the joy yeah. is in the first bite of it.
0: Yeah. Then
1: it's you know, then it's just mechanical. It, it's it's yeah. you know, you just processing.
0: It. It's like I yeah. say, like when when you when some people listen to Eric Clapton, like he's on autopilot, and he's still magnificent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I say I I kick in, man. My my eating is like boom, it's automatic. Like we, you know, you open up a sleeve of Ritz crackers, they're gone. They're, they're, it's done. It's finished. What's next? I just what you what did you eat? My wife will say, "What did you have before before we go out to eat?" Oh, I just had some Ritz crackers. Some Ritz crackers is a whole friggin' sleeve. And nobody eats rich crackers with nothing. I have to find something in the fridge to dip that shit into. Whether it be some cheese sauce that my kids had or, or you know, I'll have to hit the peanut butter. I mean, you you can't eat a rich cracker without something on it, right? I mean, so so when I tell my wife, ah, I, I grabbed some crackers. I'm good. And she's thinking, wow, well done, son. Well, well done, honey. <laughs> you know, well, well, guess what? Yeah. No, this is this
1: is the mentality. Now that you mention it, that's the mentality I had for a while, which was like the it was the the what if concept of I don't know if you've ever done like web development, but that's like the worst two words you want to hear from your client, which is uh-huh. what if. Like fuck you, that's the <laughs> answer. The what if, yeah. fuck, go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> so this was like the same Ritz Crackers scenario. Is like, well, I have ten Ritz Crackers here. I can't eat them alone. What do I have in the fridge? Pasta Mm -hmm. sauce. Well, I should probably just make a little mini pizza then. (laughs) A little bit of mozzarella, maybe a a pepperoni slice on top. And now I have like 10 mini pizzas I'm going to eat. And then I have to house those as fast as possible (laughs) and then get home for dinner. That's the thing. (laughs)
0: That's the whole fucking concept of it. You, you, You know what's even worse? we're going over a friend's house or a family member's house and I know they can't cook and (laughs) and we got, we got to stop at McDonald's, man. This this woman can't cook, dude. (laughs) Really? Are you serious? You can't just put it down. I go, no, no, I, I can't do that. So I'll get like two cheeseburgers or something. You know, you know, something that you can eat and drive with, you know, I don't like yeah, to eat the yeah. fries because you get greasy and now you're wiping it everywhere. The steering wheel looks like a shiny whatever. So I'm like, uh, I'll just throw back a cheeseburger or two and, and then a Coke, you know, and then we get there. Oh, we ordered out. Oh, great. Awesome. Done. <laughs> Meal number 62 for the day. You know, my wife's like, well, you're obviously not going to eat all that, right? I'm like, no, no, I'll, I'll share some of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, and yeah. I and it's nothing. It's, it, it was it, like we'd go out to eat like after, after band practice or we play or something like that, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. We went out and ate. We went to a diner, you know, and we, you know, we didn't just have a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee. So I had to have, you know, I had to have uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll with uh, mozzarella sticks. For, two o'clock in the morning. I already ate dinner before I went to practice. What the hell am I doing? And it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing to me, you know. So that's that's the that's my fear. That's what I got to clear. I got to get that out of my head, you know.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's the, that's the epitome of it. That that's the yeah. whole whole example right there. Oh, Anthony, this was so much fun. Thank <laughs> you so much for being on the podcast. Is there anything do you want to promote? Your Instagram handle or.
0: No, I don't. Nah, I don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm old, fatty, no. you know. No, you no, know. that's fine. That's fine.
1: I'm you know. really curious to to hear more about your journey and, and hear okay. about kind of your path. So we're definitely going to keep in touch and uh, cool. maybe I'll update the listeners at, at some point as well. I think your episode is actually going to launch in August, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe we can have like an update post uh, yeah, sure. that and we could talk about it. So that'd be great
0: that sounds good that sounds great awesome Awesome,
1: man well have a great day thank you very much for being my guest and and waking up so early and uh
0: (laughs) no problem whatsoever (laughs) awesome awesome
1: well thank you all very much for listening i hope this episode helped and if it didn't please feel free to go and listen to another episode or listen to this again as it might help you a second time listening have a good one Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. If you liked what
0: you heard, subscribe. Give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at MyGastricSleevePodcast.com.